This week on One Body Stewarding God's Creation, Tony Gable talks about the five First Saturday devotions requested by our Blessed Mother Mary in her apparitions to the children of Fatima in 1917. One body, one body, one body, stewarding God's creation. Tony is being interviewed by Divine Mercy Radio's on-air host, Kelly Roper. We are talking with Tony Gable again about the requirements for and the promises of First Saturday Devotions. By way of introduction, Tony Gable is a graduate of Fort Hayes State University and Notre Dame Law School. He is currently a professor of business law at Fort Hayes State University. He's married to Christine and they have two sons. Tony and his family are members of Immaculate Heart of Mary in Hayes. Welcome. Thank you. All right. So tell us a little bit about First Saturday Devotions and and how did they become, you know, come to be a devotion of the church? Well, I think a good place to start is sort of a refresher as, as to what the uh, the Fatima apparitions are. Uh-huh. Uh, it's, it's surprising that when you talk with people, even Catholics, and certainly people outside of the Catholic Church, people are not aware of this. And this happened, of course, in the early 20th century. But uh, from that standpoint, it, it happened uh, just a little over 100 years ago. And so these are a series of apparitions to three shepherd children, uh, Jacinto and Francisco uh, Marto, who are brother and sister, and their cousin, um, Lucia de Santos. And so in, in, in these apparitions of, of not only uh, the Blessed Virgin Mary, but shortly before that of the uh, Archangel, or excuse me, of the Guardian Angel of Portugal, which sort of kicked it all off for them, uh, started actually in 1916. But the apparitions of Mary, the ones that people are most familiar with, is of course 1917. And so in 1916, there were three appearances of the Archangel of, of uh, Guardian Angel, excuse me, of Portugal to the children. And uh, the very first one, uh, there was, and during that time, there were a couple of prayers actually taught by, by this angel to the children to prepare them uh, for the visions they were going to have, the apparitions of the Blessed Virgin. So there were three of those during the course of 1916. And then in 1917, the ones that we're familiar with, there were six apparitions of the Blessed Virgin to, to these three children. Those started in May of 1917, May 13, in fact, which I, I remember and always linked that in my head very easily. I remembered that date because that's my birthday, is May 13. And so then on subsequent months, on the 13th, all except for August, uh, August the the children were actually held by by the authorities in in Portugal. They they didn't want the the commotion that was going on with the apparitions to continue, so they were trying to suppress that. Uh, So the apparition actually happened a few days later on August 19th when they were released. But otherwise, on the 13th of the month, as the Virgin had promised, uh, she appeared on each one of those months. July 13th is probably the the bigger one, uh, the second biggest one of those apparitions, because in that point, at least at that apparition, the children are given the great secret of, of Fatima. Mm-hmm. And so people are aware of that secret, and, and there's there's a lot of interesting discussion we could go on about that probably for two or three hours, yeah. you know, but that's not yeah. going to be the topic today. But that's what happened there. And at that point in time, too, the Blessed Virgin told the children that, that she was going to come at a certain point in time in the future to request the consecration of Russia and also to request the devotion of the Five First Saturdays. And so that wasn't requested at that point in time, but it was a pointer towards the future when that would happen. October 13th, of course, is when the great miracle of the sun occurred in 1917, 
witnessed by between 60 and 70,000 people. So as a confirmation of, of these apparitions and of the messages that uh, were given to the children, the children related to, to the rest of the world. Yeah. And so at that point in time, people were converted. People certainly believed of what was going on. And uh, the church has established this as a, as a miracle that is, that is uh, recognized. Mm -hmm. and, and the messages therein, too. Uh, should be heated. And that kind of brings us up to this whole point of, uh, well, what is the five, first Saturday's devotion and, and what, what is it? And, and why are we requested to, uh, uh, to participate in this? Yeah. And so uh, the request for the five first Saturday's devotion actually occurred in 1925, December 10th, in, in an apparition of the Blessed Virgin to, um, to Sister Lucia. At this point in time, she was a nun. And so while she was at the convent, uh, the Blessed Virgin came to her and made a very specific request. And, and here's the request that was made. So this is December 10th of 1925. So this is after the apparitions at, at Fatima. She said, see my daughter how my heart is encircled by thrones which, with which ungrateful men pierce me at every moment uh, by their blasphemies and ingratitude. You at least try to console me and announced that I promise to assist at the hour of death with the graces necessary for salvation, all those who on the first Saturday of five consecutive months confess, receive Holy Communion, recite part of my rosary, and keep me company for a quarter of an hour, meditating on its mysteries with the intention of offering me reparation. So that is, that is the directive from the Blessed Virgin Mary, asking us to go ahead and start that devotion. Uh, and so Sister Lucia started spreading that message, and that's how the devotion began. So a definite request from the Blessed Virgin Mary, uh, saying that this is what she wants from us. And in that process, if you take a look at those requirements, all of it turns us always towards her son, to our triune God, God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit, by, by doing this devotion. You know, the Blessed Mother really wants to take care of her people, you know, and, and that's why she comes to us with these apparitions and with these devotions that we can do to bring us closer to her son. That's where she always leads. Isn't mm -hmm. it just just so beautiful? It is. It is absolutely beautiful. And and, and that's what devotions are supposed to do, uh, is, is either through the intercession of a saint or here through the Blessed Mother to always turn us towards God, always bring us closer to him. And it, that's ultimately what we want. That's ultimately what she wants as a good mother. Yeah. Uh, she, she is our mother given to us. By, by Christ himself on the cross. Uh, and so as a good mother, she, she gives us these, these opportunities, this way to, to be drawn closer to him and ultimately to be with him forever. Yeah. All right. So why do you think that Mary emphasized that this devotion be practiced by the faithful? Uh, well, I, I think I just pretty much said it was uh, <laughs> to, to draw <laughs> to, us, closer to us closer to, to Christ. Mm -hmm. But, you know, the, the question is, why the five? Why consecutive? Yeah. And that is that is a very interesting question because um, it, it's not really brought up very clearly in in some of the readings and in, in some of the materials out there. There there are a lot of good materials out there that that bring this together. And then there are some that you find little nuggets here and there that you haven't seen, perhaps from Sister Lucia's writings. I've got a book here of, of Fatima and Lucia's own words. Fantastic book. It's it contains all four of her memoirs. It has wonderful stories about her memories of Francisco and, and Jacinta. And by the way, Francisco and Jacinta are, are saints in the church. Yes. And so when we look at this message of Fatima, you, you just simply can't even, you, you can't disregard it. I mean, it's something the church recognizes. 
two of the three visionaries are already saints in the church. Uh, it's a message that is, is critical for us today, and yeah. so something we should pay attention to. So why the five, uh, and why the five consecutive? Well, one, the Blessed Virgin asked for five first Saturdays, and they be consecutive five yeah. first Saturdays. But secondly, uh, in a vision, in, in a vision that um, uh, the, that Sister Lucia had, where Christ came to her and spoke to her, he actually told her why the five, why five, and uh, this was in May of 1930 when this happened, and he said, "Daughter, the motive is simple." Uh, there are five kinds of offenses and blasphemies spoken against the Immaculate Heart of Mary. And this is part of the devotion, mm -hmm. is to make reparation for these outrages and sacrileges and indifferences which are suffered by the, by, by the, the Immaculate Heart and suffered by God uh, because of that. And so the first one is, is uh, blasphemies against the Immaculate Conception. The second is against her virginity. The third is blasphemies against the divine maternity, refusing at the same time to receive her as the mother of mankind. Fourth, blasphemies for those who seek publicly to implant in the hearts of children indifference, disrespect, and even hate for this immaculate heart of this immaculate mother. And fifth, uh, blasphemies by those who revile her directly in her sacred images. Christ then continued, Here, daughter, is the motive that led the Immaculate Heart of Mary to petition me to ask for this small act of reparation, and out of regard for her to move my mercy to pardon those souls who have had the misfortune to offend her. As for you, seek endlessly with your prayers and sacrifices to move me to mercy in regard to these poor souls. Mm -hmm. So those are five specific um, blasphemies against uh, the Immaculate Heart of Mary. Mm -hmm. So that would make sense to have reparation on five separate mm -hmm. uh, Saturdays and then the first Saturday of each month. And it's interesting to me because there's also the first Friday devotion uh, that, was, that was started before this. And so this is almost a compliment. I mean, just out here in the, in the lobby, you see above the door, the, the, in, in many homes, you'll see a, a pair of images, the Sacred Heart of Jesus with mm -hmm. the Immaculate Heart of Mary. Yes. So it, it, it seems like the natural compliment here that his son would want to honor, that that Christ's son would want to honor his mother by having this devotion to her uh, to make reparations for those, and then, of course, to draw us through Mary closer to him. And what was the last blasphemy? It was something about um, statues and... Um, ah, images. Images, yes. yes. Those who revile her directly in her sacred images. Yeah. And you think about that, and you look at these, and if you actually pause and think about each one of these, uh, you can come up with... Uh, Examples oh in, in modern life that, yeah. that actually show you where these happen in, yeah. in modern culture, in modern art, whatever it might be where, you know, we've, we've been, I suppose, in some ways conditioned not to see it so much. But if you actually open your eyes and see what, what is being shown to you or listen to what is being said, you can see where, where our Blessed Mother is, is being offended in many different ways yeah. and, and, and ridiculed too. And, and so this is for us to make reparation for those yes. and, and pray for those souls. And, and that gets us back to even the, the, the prayers that the angel and the Blessed Virgin Mary taught the children with regard to um, how to make reparation. So one of them we're very familiar with after each decade of the rosary. We, we say a particular prayer. Uh, oh, my Jesus, forgive mm -hmm. us our sins, mm -hmm. save us from the fires of hell, lead all souls to heaven, especially those in most need of thy mercy. Mm -hmm. um, that is one of the prayers from Fata, one, one of the five prayers that are there. 
all those prayers look at the idea of converting sinners yeah. and praying for sinners. Because one of the things that, that, uh, that the Blessed Virgin said in these apparitions was that so many souls go to hell because no one is there to pray for them. Yeah. And so in this way, in praying and following this devotion, we help those souls perhaps make it to heaven to prevent them from falling into an eternal damnation. So this is a fantastic devotion. So no, they don't go to hell because nobody, it would have no. to be before their life. Right. There's no one praying for them. I mean, there are a lot of people who are sinning right now. No one's praying for them to convert, yeah. to call them to conversion. I you get know, it. So yeah. we might not be able to call someone directly to conversion. Maybe we don't have the strength to do that. There yeah. are some very special people out there yeah. who are fantastic evangelists, who, who call people to the church. But the rest of us, how can we do that? Through prayer. Yes. Uh, that's how we soften hardened hearts. Yes. And, and, and God listens to that. And so if, if no one's praying for people, praying yeah. for poor sinners, and we might not know their names, but we can generally categorize them as poor sinners. Yes. There's no one to pray for them. What will happen to them? So this is yes. something that, that Mary said herself. Uh, the Blessed Virgin said herself, there are so many souls that go to hell because no one is there to pray for them. Yes. So yes. this is part of that devotion. So, so yes, and, and we're praying for them while they're still alive for That's their right. conversion. That's right. That's right. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes sense. Absolutely makes sense. So we're praying for, for, for the conversion, and I can't, honestly, in my lifetime at least, I can't think of a more pressing time to actually pray the five days of reparation for against the five blasphemies because when I look at that list, oh my goodness, it just seems like I've never seen more blasphemy to the Blessed Virgin Mary that I'm seeing right now. Right. And so, so this is this is a, a time for us to do this and and uh, you know when you look at the message of Fatima, people focus on the consecration of Russia to the Immaculate Heart and that's a separate request that the the Blessed Virgin asked. And, and some people will debate as to whether that consecration has been done or not. And, and, and you can, again, another couple hours just on that. <laughs> but the other half of the message was, I mean, the consecration of Russia was focused on what uh, the Holy Father and the bishops can do. Um, the other half of the message is what we can do, yeah. uh, the laity and the priests of our, uh, in our parishes can do. And that is to have this, this first five Saturday devotion uh, established in parishes and, and, and followed, establish it as a definite devotion in our parishes and for, for people to participate in that and yeah. to pray for that. So we, we too have a part in this message to play out. Yeah. Uh, even now, over 100 years since that, those visions were you know, seen by, by those three shepherd children, we still have a very important part to play. I mean, yeah. it says this has not ended. Um, even Pope Benedict, um, gosh, early 2000s said that the, the message of Fatima is still playing out. And, and so from that standpoint, all of us, all of us faithful, have an important part to play in that playing out of that message. And this is, this is how we can do it. Absolutely. It, I, I'm just really amazed because I haven't really thought about it Recently, these reparations that we're supposed to do, I just can't think of a more pressing time to do it. And so I really appreciate you coming on and talking about this. Well, thank you. And, and yes, and it's, it's, it's there to, again, to, to draw us ultimately closer to God. Yeah. And, and part of that drawing closer to God is recognizing only, not only recognizing our own sinful nature, but the sinful nature of man and, and what we can do to make up for that. 
Uh, and so this is this is one way to do this. Um, it's been it was made very clear to to make reparations through this through this process. And so the question then becomes is if if we were called to do this, then how are we supposed to do it? Yeah. I mean, it, we're we're told what we're supposed to do, and then we're given very specific instructions on how to accomplish that. And it's not really that difficult. It really isn't. And each one of the steps, if you if you if you look at them individually, all draw us close to to Christ. Uh, so the very first one that you're supposed to do of these of these things of uh, to complete this five first Saturdays every first Saturday, what you're supposed to do is to go to confession, receive Holy Communion, say five decades of the Rosary, and keep the Blessed Virgin company by then. Uh, meditating upon the mysteries of the rosary for an additional 15 minutes. So it sounds like a lot, and it, it, it really isn't. And it sounds like it could be difficult to do. It really isn't. But in our day and age, it can be difficult to do because there are so many different things going on in our lives. So let's go ahead and go on through each one of these um, individually. And by the way, when, when these are performed, we must have the the intention in mind that we are making that these things we're doing are in reparation uh, for the offenses against uh, the Immaculate Heart of Mary. So when we go to confession, uh, do we have to go to confession on that particular Saturday? The answer is no. Sister Lucia actually asked the Blessed Virgin that particular question because uh, she had made the comment that people were saying it's it's too difficult to make it on that particular day. May not be able to do it. What can we do? We might not have a priest available or whatnot. Blessed Virgin answered within eight days, you know, before mm -hmm. or after. Mm -hmm. I, I would, of course, recommend you go within the eight days beforehand uh, to, to uh, go to the sacramental confession uh, and, and offer that up for the intention of making reparations uh, for the offenses against her Immaculate Heart. The confession itself is, is so important when you think about it because that's what reconciles us with God. So the Blessed Virgin is asking us, go to confession, reconcile yourself uh, to to my son, he's there. You can be reconciled, and have your sins you know forgiven, especially if there's grave sin on your soul, because you shouldn't receive communion. Obviously, you're not to receive communion if you have a grave sin on your soul. So go to confession, have that removed. Go to confession anyway to receive the graces of that confession yeah. um, of that that are associated with that sacrament. And to put you in the proper disposition and mind to to receive Christ in you know the body, blood, soul, and divinity of Christ in, in communion. So she asks us to do something that is important for us yeah. uh, to get ready. Sort of as as your mom would call you in for dinner, you know, she'd probably say, "Hey, go wash your hands and clean your face." Our Blessed Mother is saying, "Come on in. You're, you're, this is the feast of the Lamb." Go ahead and, and, and wash your soul, make yeah. it clean, mm. so that you can you be ready to to receive something so wonderful and so glorious. Yeah. The second thing that we're supposed to do is then, of course, receive Holy Communion. That's going to Mass on that particular Saturday. So it's a first Saturday Mass, so on the first Saturday of the month. And it shouldn't be uh, the, the Mass that's in anticipation of Sunday. So this would be a separate Saturday daily Mass. Now, that yeah, might be a difficult thing for some people to actually accomplish. Not all parishes have a Saturday morning Mass for, for parishioners to attend. Uh, so that might mean you have to travel a little bit. Or ask your parish priest, hey, can we have this? Can we establish this devotion and have Mass on Saturday morning for this particular intention? So that's the second one. The third one is to save, say, a decade of the rosary, or five decades of the rosary. So if you go back and actually look at the Portuguese, when Mary asked or gave these instructions, she said, you know, 
do five decades. Actually, it was to say a rosary, a terse, which meant one-third. Traditionally, a rosary is understood to be 150 Hail Marys because you'd say all three sets of the, the mm-hmm. mysteries. Mm-hmm. Well, she said a terse, or that's what was understood to be uh, what was requested. So you need to say five decades. So on a Saturday, um, typically, that's going to be joyful mysteries under the, the sort of, uh, I guess it would be the when you add in the fourth set of mysteries that are there. But if you're looking at... Um, uh, I guess, let's see, I'm, I have to actually go through on my fingers here and remember. Uh, well, Friday would be normally the Sorrowful Mystery, yeah. so traditionally it would be the, the Glorious yes. Mysteries mm-hmm. on that. So either one, it's just to say, you know, uh, say a rosary. Yeah. And then to spend an additional 15 minutes meditating upon those mysteries mm-hmm. and uh, to make reparation through meditation upon those mysteries and what they meant in the Blessed Virgin's life and how that relates to Christ's life. And if you really meditate on, on a rosary, that's what you see. And again, that, that saying that you hear so many times, to Jesus through Mary, really becomes apparent through this devotion. Yes. And so those are the things that you need to accomplish on each Saturday for five consecutive months. You know, when you say that, it reminds me of a, a time, gosh, probably, man, 30 years ago, I guess, when a friend, I had given her a bookmark about First Saturday devotions, right? Oh, okay. And, you know, it, it, you know, and the wording on that was to communicate every Saturday instead of saying uh. receive communion. And she called me up because she was just kind of, you know, converting. And she said, who am I supposed to talk to? <laughs> you know, so she didn't really get. So I love the way that it's worded on here because it's so much more clear than those old, old bookmarks that we right, had. Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And there's, uh, there's some some older usage of, of language and words yeah. that are uh, that don't sound quite right to our ear or mean a different thing nowadays. Yeah. Uh, so it's it's always good to to go back and reflect upon that and see what the instructions actually are. Yeah. There's an optional. Um, I shouldn't say optional. I, I see it sometimes saying it's recommended and sometimes that it's it's. Um, Required, and I haven't been able to pin it down, uh, is is also for you to to also wear your scapular, mm-hmm. uh, because the Blessed Virgin, in her in her apparition, was was also holding a scapular too, is my understanding, yeah. and so for those of you who are devotees of of the the brown scapular, fantastic. Yeah. Uh, I I haven't seen anything where it's required, but it would in my mind be another way to draw you closer to Mary and. As you draw yourself closer to Mary, you're drawing yourself closer to, to God. And so that would be something else to, to enroll in and, 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 and to wear that brown scapular as well. Yes. What are you doing to make it easier for people to obtain the plenary indulgence? Well, let's talk oh. about that plenary indulgence first of all. And... Uh, then uh, maybe review some of that and, and the plenary and the partial indulgence and talk about that and then what you're doing in order to promote that. Okay, so um, yeah, so the plenary indulgence and, and where that would come in at is oddly enough is saying the rosary. Yeah. Uh, so on Tuesday, I was, I was here at seven o'clock in the morning and had, had a discussion about indulgences and, and how does one actually, uh, uh, how does one merit those indulgences, yeah. whether partial or plenary? And one that most people are probably not familiar with is actually saying the rosary. And so in saying the rosary here as well, uh, with the intention of, of, of perhaps gaining that indulgence, one could gain a plenary indulgence. And it might be much easier than one thinks, especially on a first Saturday. So what is required? So partial indulgence. Anytime you say a rosary, you gain a partial indulgence just by saying the rosary. 
You also get a partial indulgence by using the rosary if it's been blessed as a sacramental. So you can gain those sorts of indulgences doing that way. And of course, what's an indulgence? But the, the remission of temporal punishment due to sin. So that's a great thing. That means, um, you know, less time in purgatory. Perhaps if you're really, really good at this, maybe, maybe very little time. Yeah. So that way you can, after death, enjoy that beatific vision yeah. uh, much sooner. But the plenary indulgence is to essentially eliminate all that temporal sin that you've accumulated up to, or temporal punishment due to sin up to that point in time. So the Holy Mother Church says that we can earn plenary indulgences. Some people say it's really, really difficult I, or impossible, but the church wouldn't give us anything that's impossible to do. And so how does one gain a plenary indulgence and how would that work here? Saying the rosary, but saying it with a, a group of people. So. Before Mass, uh, at Immaculate Heart, 7.30, so give a little bit of a, uh, a plug here on, on <laughs> First Saturday. Coming up this Saturday is First Saturday. Come join us at 7.30. It's 8 a.m. Mass, but at 7.30, we actually, as a group, say the rosary for the intention of making reparations for the offenses against the Immaculate Heart. And as a group, when you say that, that's one of the conditions for the plenary indulgence, to say it as, as a group. Number two is that, of course, you have to be in a state of grace. So if you've gone to confession and you have no grave sin on your soul, you're in a state of grace. Yeah. Uh, number three, you then have to receive communion. And then number four, you have to uh, say two prayers, uh, prayers for the intentions of the Holy Father, which we add on at the end of the rosary. Uh, two are required, or at least, I shouldn't say required, but are recommended under uh, from the apostolic penitentiary, you know, mm -hmm. Our Father and Hail Mary. I usually throw in a glory be because the Holy Father can use all the prayers he can get, um, but for the intentions of the Holy Father. And in that way, you have the opportunity to gain a plenary indulgence. I mean, so when you put all this together, and what the Blessed Mother has, has outlined here for us, and that her son has confirmed that this is something that, that he wants as well. It gives us an opportunity to draw closer to Christ, draw closer to God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, our triune God. I mean, this is, this is a fantastic pathway to do that. And at the same time, to make reparation for, for those blasphemies committed against the Immaculate Heart, and, and then by extension, God himself. It really, it truly is just an amazing that it's just spelled out for us so clearly yes. you know it just it and it's not difficult i mean you know there's some you know a little bit of a challenge because we have to actually make the time in our busy lives but if we can't make the time for this then we're too busy right you well, know it's funny that you mentioned the busyness because one of the things i, I noted at least in my notes for today is that what, what's difficult? How, how, what makes this difficult? And I think it is the busyness in our life. A, a number of years ago, Bishop Weisenberger, when, when he was our bishop for our diocese, had a series of articles in the register uh, talking about different sins in modern life. And one of them was the busyness of life. He talked about how that was essentially a hindrance to our uh, becoming more perfect in, in God, you know, drawing ourselves closer because we get distracted by so many of the things that are happen happening in life, so many of the things that, that keep us busy. We lose focus, we, we lose sight of what's really truly important and that we have to take, we have to make the effort to set aside the time to go and, and quite frankly, worship God, to be there to speak with God and yeah. to listen to God. We have to set aside that time. This is the five first Saturdays devotions, how it's spelled out and what you need to do. You can mark that on your calendar and say, this is where I need to be on a Saturday morning. Yeah. And if, if you notice, it's not all that long. The one thing that makes it a little bit tricky 
I would say is, is making sure you make it a confession, yeah. right? So you have to make sure during that week leading up mm-hmm. to that first Saturday, you find an opportunity to, to go to your parish priest and, and receive that sacrament. Otherwise, on a Saturday morning, you've got about an hour that you're mm-hmm. devoting. And that's not really that long of a time, especially when, when it draws you so close to the Lord and the promises that are there are just unbelievable. We need to take a break right now, but don't change that dial. We'll be right back with more from Tony Gable on the Five First Saturday Devotions. We're back on One Body Stewarding God's Creation. The Five First Saturday Devotions. With Tony Gable, Kelly Roper conducts the interview. We are talking right now with Tony Gable, talking about First Saturday devotions, the requirements, and I think we were getting ready to talk about the promises. So we'll let we'll <laughs> let Tony go ahead and get started with that. So the promises, I kind of want to go back and, and just focus a little bit on that because it's it's a very it, the promise that that Mary makes herself in this. Not only are we making reparations for the for the uh, outrageous sacrileges and indifferences that are, that are committed against the Immaculate Heart. But she also says, look, those who follow this devotion, I promise to assist at the hour of death mm-hmm. with the graces necessary for salvation. So when you pause and think about that, that, that last moment that you're, that you're experiencing in this world could be very, very troubled, and, and you need all the, the help you can get. Yes. So not only are you relying upon prayers of others, the prayers that you have said over the years, you know, your preparation for that moment that all of us are going to encounter, but here the Blessed Mother is saying she herself she herself will assist us with the graces necessary for salvation mm. at that moment. And that is, that is so powerful when you think of, if I just spend the time for five first Saturdays, this is what will happen. And it's not just five and done. I mean, once you get those five first Saturdays in, you've completed the devotion. But to continue to do that, to continue to make yeah. reparations is so important. And, and when you think about that hour of death, you, you think about the Hail Mary then, too, because yeah. we're asked to pray the rosary. And if you break down that prayer and how much it means, you know, consider it. The first half, we repeat the words uh, which have got to be pleasing to the ear of God because we are, we are repeating the words of the Archangel Gabriel, mm-hmm. saying, Hail, full of grace. Mm-hmm. Right? We're repeating the, the words of Elizabeth who, who said, you know, Blessed are you among women and blessed is the fruit of your womb. When we salute our Blessed Mother that way, that has to make her son, uh, her, her creator and, and her spouse, the Holy Spirit, has to make them happy. Yeah. And, and because we recognize how important she is to them and how important she is to us. Yeah. And then the second half, the, the, the piece that is so very interesting to me is, is that we ask her to pray for us, to intercede for us at the two most important times of our life, right now and at the hour of our death. And so right now, our, our current sufferings, our, our troubles that we have, uh, the struggles we're having, 
We're asking her to intercede for us, to help us, to, to ask God for the graces we need. And then at the hour of death, the promise she gives here also in, in the first uh, five Saturdays devotion, to be with us at that very important moment in our life. When you think about that and you wrap it all together, why not? Why not do this devotion? Yeah. Why not take the take the time? Why not make the effort on something that's so so very important? It, it, it truly the the rosary is an extremely special prayer. I, you know, it, it's the one that the Blessed Mother herself asked us to pray, that's right? right? And and it includes the one that that we were given by you know in Scripture. The Our Father is included in the rosary. Right. So I don't know how we can really do any better. Than praying the rosary. And and when you pray the rosary and you're praying the Hail Mary too, there's one other thing that you're doing and it, you might not see it right away, but you're actually fulfilling Mary's own prophecy. In the Magnificat, she says, all generations will call me blessed. Blessed are you among women. Blessed yeah. is the fruit of your womb. So uh, we're, we're, we're actually fulfilling that every time we say a Hail Mary. Yeah. And so it's, it's so important to wrap all this up and to always remember that our Blessed Mother is doing what a good mother would do for her children, calling them back, calling them home, pointing them in the right direction to, to, to our God. And yeah. that's, that's what's really important. I remember I would go to my spiritual director and I would say, oh, Father, you know, I messed up again. I did this. I did, you know, I, I didn't do that. It was usually more of the didn't do's than the did do's, right? You know, and, and he would say, Kelly, are you praying your rosary every day? I mean, every day, Kelly, you know, and I'm like, oh, Father, yeah. You know, and, and he was just adamant that that was, that was the key. That was the key. It is. And, yeah. and you know, and it's, it, I would, and I will say that uh, when, when people say, yes, you must, you, you should pray the rosary every day and, yeah. and and the graces that flow from that. Yeah. I too am one of those who can't pray it every day. It's, it's, it is a challenging devotion in and of itself, but one that if you surrender to it, and that's that's the theme of this entire uh, yes. campaign drive, isn't yeah. it? If you surrender yourself to that rosary, surrender that time to God. Yes. You know, that's what we're asked to do, and time, talent, and treasure. If we if we make that sacrifice of time uh, to, to, to be in prayer, it, it will give us great rewards. And it's very difficult to do. We've we're we're in a we're in a battle, are we not? And and the devil has done a very good job of keeping us distracted, pointing to all the different shiny things around us and saying these things are more important. Yes. Trust you know trust me. These things are more important. Yeah. Uh, when when really the important things have been given to us by by the Blessed Mother right. and and by the by Holy Mother Church uh, that we should. Uh, keep in mind. There is one other thing I wanted to point out here, because as, sure. as I was preparing for this, it, it it's something that I've been trying to suggest to, to my family and to my friends, too, is that uh, guardian angels. So here we have, as the precursor to the apparitions of, of the Blessed Virgin, the, the guardian angel of Portugal, the angel of peace coming to the children and, and, and teaching them some prayers, getting them ready. And uh, that is our most underutilized gift that God has given us. Is our guardian angel, and here it's very clear that our guardian angels are there to help us, to to guide us to and and, and toward God, and so I, I encourage people, and I I, I encourage uh, listeners to make sure you say your guardian angel prayer every day, yeah. every morning, and and develop that relationship with your guardian angel, and. Uh, it, that will help you as well. So I, I try to made a little note here because I, I know within the last few years that has been something critical in, in, in my own uh, spiritual development yes. and, 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 and growth is that relationship with, with this, this wonderful being that, that has been given to me since birth, 
by God to, to help me through, through this life. Yeah. And if we don't see that, if we don't recognize that, if we don't uh, cultivate that relationship, we're missing out on a wonderful opportunity. Uh, so, and here we see that as preparation for these children, the guardian angel of Portugal mm. uh, coming to them and helping them prepare for this. That's, that's, it really is beautiful. And, and I, I agree with you that I just think that most people don't really don't really go to their guardian angel it was a you know for many it was a nice prayer as a child right? right you know and and they forget about it as an adult i'm telling you i all the time you know like if my husband's out on the road to work and it's snowy and it's messy and you know i'll send my guardian angel and then when he calls me and says i made it i say send my guardian angel back i need my <laughs> you know i you needed him for a while but i need him back right now or you know and and you know guardian angel please help me to remember fill in the blank, right? You know, and just really looking to your guardian angel to help you not so not just for, you know, the big things like keep me away from a car accident, but just including them in your life. Every every day, yeah. different decisions, different thoughts. They're they're definitely there for you. I uh, and, and when you said you know, people forget about that and I was thinking maybe you're also thinking about how many people even know about this devotion. And it's amazing to me that this devotion was certainly very much entrenched within the church mm -hmm. uh, in their early 1940s and 50s. It seemed yeah. like it was growing, and then it just sort of stopped. And I, I can't understand why. Uh, in fact, in 1952, I don't know if many people know this, but uh, Warner Brothers actually made a movie about oh. Fatima. I've got the title here, too. It was, uh, if I can find it, yeah, there it is, The Miracle of Our Lady of Fatima. It was a 1952 movie. Uh, I remember seeing it on a the first time I was even made aware of it was I found a, a video of Fulton Sheen on on YouTube and he was mm -hmm. talking about this and he said and, and our friends at Warner Brothers have mm -hmm. permitted us to uh, mm -hmm. present this excerpt to you tonight on mm -hmm. on his on his show, and I thought, my goodness. 1952, look how that message was being spread. Yeah. Unbelievable. And so I think it's our time now again as this continues to play out to reinvigorate that devotion, to yeah. reestablish it, and, and to, to get people to, to practice it. And in that way, draw themselves closer to God. I guess I'd better take my last few moments here to sort of, again, sort of plug yeah. what's going on, at least at Immaculate Heart of Mary Parish here in Hayes. I know, I know there's a first Saturday Mass as well at uh, St. Joseph's, but I mean, after all, if you're going to do first Saturday devotion, um, we're better... What yeah. better parish than the Immaculate Heart of Mary? So yeah. just for those of you who would like to uh, uh, start that devotion, uh, this is a good month to start it. We're, yeah. we're talking Advent. Uh, we're talking about the birth of Christ. I mean, yeah. we're going to have the Feast of the Immaculate Conception yes. uh, coming up here in just a few days. So this would be a fantastic moment to uh, to start this devotion for, for five consecutive months. So 8 a.m. Mass at uh, Immaculate Heart of Mary Parish in Hayes. It's on Vine Street. Come join us for the rosary at before Mass. So yeah. Come on in at, at uh, 7.30. We start pretty much right on the dot at 7.30 uh, with, our, with our rosary. Uh, so please join us at that point in time and then stick around. Stick yeah. around after Mass uh, for an additional 15 minutes for a guided meditation that we have uh, on the mysteries of the rosary. We move from uh, one set of mysteries to the next over the course of the months. And so we have a few small prayers or a few small focused uh, uh, thoughts about that particular mystery uh, to draw you closer and draw you more fully into the mystery of the, the, the rosary yeah. itself. And so that takes just 15 minutes. Yeah. And so if start at 730, mass is over by 830, and then by, by um, 
at 8:45, we're we're finished. So it's it's a it's a very quick amount of time. I mean, time flies during yeah. during that that moment on Saturday morning. So yeah. please uh, come and join us uh, this Saturday, and, and don't forget. Go to yeah. confession. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and and it sounds like just a spiritual powerhouse going on right there. You know, it, is. it truly, you know, and, and to pray with so many other people. They, what is it that they say that you know when you pray a rosary with a group that you receive the the graces of of everyone? It's and in that that opportunity to gain that plenary indulgence as well. Yeah, I mean, this is there is a lot going on. Uh, in that space of time, yeah. and then of course the the penultimate, the the sacrifice of the mass, yeah. is is there too. I mean, the, there's so much happening in that in that that, that very small amount of time yeah. that is so beneficial to to our souls and to to, to the souls for whom we pray. Yeah. Uh, that uh, we shouldn't miss out on this opportunity. Yeah. We really shouldn't. Yeah, beautiful. Well, you are going to have to come back another time because I really wanted to dive into, um, you know, the the message of from uh, Saint Lucia that was given to to Saint Lucia. Well, has she been proclaimed a saint yet? I guess no, she, has she has not. not. Still sister. Still, Still sister. sister. Sister Lucia, that uh, you know about marriage and family, and that oh, you know I would oh, love yes. to to really dive into that. Oh. But we only have about six minutes, so well, can you give us an overview? Just a quick <laughs> overview because. This goes to the whole point of 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 this battle still going on, yeah. and and again, it, it's always there. There are you can get out onto the internet, you can get out into different publications, and there is this discussion and debate about the consecration. And I just I don't want to deal with that. I want to deal with what we we can do yes. as laity. Because I, I, I can't tell a bishop or a pope to do anything. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, but, oh, are you sure? <laughs> yeah. But I can I can encourage people to follow this devotion and, and the graces that flow from it are, yeah. are tremendous. Yeah. So the 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 question I think that you're bringing up is one of the the statements that um, Sister Lucia said to one of her interviewers. This would be back in the 1950s. She's interviewed and uh, they were asking about. I forget how the question came up, but she said that um, the, the the devil is in the mood for a decisive battle. Mm-hmm. That and what it made a decisive battle means a, a final kind of go around. Mm-hmm. But his attack was going to be on marriage and the family. Yeah. And uh, this was back in the 1950s when yeah. this was said and, and published. And so if we pause and just ask. So what has gone on since mm. the mid to late 50s and to where we see ourselves now? Yeah. And to see the the continual attack on the family, the breakdown of the family, the um, perhaps the discarding of marriage and and what is going on there. And then, of course, the, the attack on... Um, uh, on vocations as well, so marriage and the family, and, and the and marriage and the family, the tax that are taking place there, um, we can see that in our society how yeah. families seem to have dissolved. I mean, we do have good faithful families that exist, but not in nearly as the numbers that we probably had back in the 1950s, yeah. which tells us we're still in this pitched battle, and and we have our part to play, yeah. and that part is is prayerful devotion to yeah. the Immaculate Heart. Because she said in, in, her, in, in, in The Great Secret, um, she said that in the end, her Immaculate Heart will triumph. Yeah. And so we're part of that process of bringing about that triumph. We can be a part of that. And uh, we know how this story ends, don't we? Yeah. I mean, that's always the interesting thing to me is we know how this whole story ends. Mm. Our job is to choose which side we're on. Yeah. 
And every time that we say Hail Mary, every time we start a devotion, every time we lift our mind towards God in prayer, we're making that choice. And, and we're making that affirmative choice that we're, we're on the winning side in this story. And how many times do we not know how the story ends? We know this. All we have to do is choose. And it's, it's sometimes difficult, I mean, with life as it is, uh, to affirmatively see that choice mm-hmm. and then to make that choice, yeah. uh, to be on, on, the, on the winning side, on, on God's team, on, yeah. on Team Immaculate Heart. I mean, yeah, hey, exactly. this is this yeah. is where you want to be, yeah. and so this is what we're, we're we're definitely called to do. But yes, that's a that's another very interesting topic. Yeah, easily another hour, yeah. two hours. I mean, yeah. all these different things associated with Fatima, associated yes. with the Immaculate Heart of Mary, um, all very deep topics, and yeah. because they're deep, they can definitely draw us closer to God. Yeah, that's where we want to be. Yes. Love it, love it. Well, we have just about three minutes left, so um, how awesome is that? It was such a a wonderful time with our current guest, Tony Gable, talking about requirements for and the promises of First Saturday Devotions. Um, And again, it's at Immaculate Heart of Mary at 7.30 a.m. this Saturday. That's when we start the rosary. Start the rosary. 8 a.m. Mass. Yeah. Yep. Uh, help us help us surprise uh, one of our two parish priests with how many people are there. I, I yeah. would I'd like to see that. My uh, my goal is I would love to see, and this sounds like small, but it isn't when you think about it. I'd like to see eventually at least sixty people show yeah. up for mass, yeah. and and every, each Saturday it seems like a few more come in, a few more come in. So that's always that's always really nice. So I I pray for that, and so that that way that is part of evangelization too, to to spread that message. Yes. And so, uh, real quick, I guess one last time to go over what's required: make mm-hmm. sure you go to confession, and make sure you receive Holy Communion, say the five decades of the Rosary, and keep the Blessed Virgin Mary company for 15 minutes while meditating on those mysteries, all with the intent of making reparations for the offenses against her Immaculate Heart. And so the, that meditation, I guess I never realized that meditation. You say you do. 15 minutes after the rosary. Mm-hmm. I always thought it was kind of like all encompassing, but no, it's no, an additional, it's an additional 15, minutes. 15 minutes. Yeah. Uh, interesting. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So to keep her company for those 15 minutes yeah. and, and think about the rosary, not praying it, but just to meditate upon those mysteries and, and again, to draw you into that, into her experiences with, mm-hmm. with her son through, mm-hmm. through her life. I mean, yeah. it's, it's a, it's, it's a beautiful way to look at it. Yeah. Truly. Um, yeah. Very nice. All right, right. so would you conclude for us with a prayer? You can use the same prayer or a different prayer, whatever you'd like um, to do. Let's go ahead and conclude with that prayer because I think it's, it's, it's a beautiful prayer. And especially since we're talking about the Immaculate Heart. So let us conclude them. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. O God of infinite goodness and mercy, fill our hearts with a great confidence in our most holy mother, whom we invoke under the title of the Immaculate Heart of Mary. And grant us by her most powerful intercession all the graces, spiritual and temporal, which we need through Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. And we ask for blessings upon uh, these folks as we pray and ask the Blessed Virgin to bless them. Hail Mary, full, full of grace, grace, the Lord, Lord is, is with thee. thee. Blessed, blessed art thou among women, women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother, Mother of God, God pray, pray for, for us sinners now, now and at the hour of our death. death. Amen. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Thanks for tuning into One Body Stewarding God's Creation. This year, Divine Mercy Radio is celebrating Mother Angelica, and so we will end this show with a quote from Mother. So, here goes. It's always nice sometimes to say, 
Lord, you know the hour and the moment of my death. I offer that to you as a perfect union with your holy will and ask for grace at that moment. You're listening to the Network of Stations of Divine Mercy Radio. If today you hear His voice, harden not your hearts. (laughs) 